0: Another edition of the Language of Mindfulness podcast, where we talk about how you can have extraordinary conversations every day. Today, I want to talk about one of the foundational practices for how you can engage and have great conversations with people, taking a conversation from something that might be just simply ordinary or in passing to something that is really a great connection, a great experience for everyone involved. How do you do that? Well, one of the key techniques, one of the key most important skills that you can work on and improve quickly is the ability to be present in a way where you're listening deeply. Now I'm talking about something that goes beyond merely active listening. So yes, you want to be mindful of your experience. Yes, you want to be paying attention to the words that are spoken, but you want to go deeper. You want to be bigger. You want to let yourself feel what it feels like for you to be hearing and seeing and in communication with this other person? Does it feel inviting? Does it feel defensive? Does it feel limited? Does it feel intellectual? Does it feel heartfelt? Not that any of those things are necessarily good or bad, but just noticing what does it feel like? How do you relate to it and respond to it? And then when you have all of that in your experience, It helps you to engage when it comes your turn to engage, to engage from a more informed place. And in this way, you invite more of yourself and more of the other person into the conversation. So you're listening with your ears to hear the words, but you're listening with your feeling nature, your what I call maybe the sensitive screen of your senses. Like um, imagine that you have like a, a screen in front of you and that screen is like all of your senses, feeling, hearing, sound, memories, thoughts, emotions that come up as a result of your experience. And all of that's on the screen of sensitivity. And you're just responding to Oh, what's coming up on the screen? Oh, this person talks really fast and I feel like I have to keep up or I really like that or they're really funny and I feel myself being not enlightened but made lighter, uh, feeling lighter and happier just listening to them because they're funny and they're engaged and they're passionate. And so that causes a response in you and noticing that. So the next thing you can do once you notice something like that is you can speak to how they impact you. It's a very powerful message to tell someone how they are coming across to you. This is a tremendous gift that you can give to people. You can say, you know, I really am enjoying this, but mostly the thing that comes across from me is I really feel your heart in your words. Oh my God, that's a, powerful thing to say to someone. I was on a call the other day and I was in a meeting with, um, in a virtual breakout room with someone who was talking um, about their experience trying to be mindful with their parents and the difficulty of that. And they were struggling so hard to like, how do I do this in a way where I'm being true to myself and at the same time being respectful of what they need, and her struggle wasn't so much about the relationship as how to how to respect herself in this conversation, and that's what stood out to me. Is it's and so what I said to her was the mo- what I notice in what you're saying is that yes, you're you're looking for like some details about what can I do. But more importantly, you're struggling with how to do this authentically. And that's something that I really respect. And she was very touched by that. And that wasn't my intent, it, although I'm glad that happened. It, it was just like, uh, I wanted her to know that that's a powerful thing in, in her life to be motivated by what makes, what what are you wrestling with? Right. And so that's something you can listen for. When you're listening to other people, listening for what they are fighting for, what are they wrestling with? And in a certain way, like in this example, the details about her scenario with her mother and her parents were important, but not the most important thing in my view. It was really about her struggle with how do I be authentic? And that that tells me something very important about this person that, that she was really aligned with how do I be an authentic? And and one thing, one thing we know about, and you can, I'm just going to say this as kind of a rule of people, which I've learned over the years from the, the, you know, the psychotherapy work that I've done somatic psychology and group dynamics is that there isn't, people aren't like one-off issues. Like she's not just struggling with authenticity with her mother, I can guarantee you pretty much that if we were to go into this a little more with her, that um, my guess is that she would have this authentic, be concerned about authenticity in her work, in her relationships all across the board, that her struggle with how do I be authentic is something core and essential. And it's because she's an she. This represents something powerful to her, that the struggle for authenticity means something deep. And maybe this is resonating with you, too. There's a lot of people out there for whom this is a really core issue. How do I be true to myself? And how do I do that in a way where I can be seen and heard respectfully outside and inside? That is a massive, massive human endeavor. So I invite you and encourage you to listen to others through the lens of what am I fighting for what is a person struggling with thematically what are the themes for the for the issues in their lives so let me give you another example let's say you're talking with someone and the, and what they're saying is I just keep struggling to put put this out there. I was working with my boss and I, I was in a meeting and I said some things and and they just said, yeah, well, you know, maybe we'll get back to that and I can see it whenever we have time we get to it. But then someone else said the same thing and it was like, oh wow, that's a great idea. But I had just said that. So what's up with that? Furthermore, I talked to him earlier and it was my idea and he didn't give me credit for it. It's like, what's up? You know, and then of course they would say something along the lines of, It's not just that it's happened this one time. This happens all the time. So right then and there, you hear someone struggling with uh, the notion of they are not being recognized for their contribution. Now, everybody on the planet has within them the need to be recognized for what it is you bring to the table. You want to be able to have what you are contributing be acknowledged for the value that you bring and this really gets down to you being recognized and supported as a worthwhile person on the planet i mean if you get down right to the bottom end of it there it's really about do i deserve am i What's my worth? What's my self-worth? Do I deserve to be acknowledged? So it's about recognition, acknowledgement, support, encouragement, that whole cluster of things that we kind of depend on others to give us, right? Up to a point where there's a, there's a place where you, you can reach a place where you don't need those things because you know who you are. You recognize the value. And if they don't recognize the value, that's a problem in the interpersonal dynamics, but it doesn't bring up in you that you aren't valuable because you know you're solid with your own worth. That can take some work to get to. And it can also be a situation where, um, you just don't have access to that yet in yourself. And that's legit. That's totally legit. And so you, you work for and need recognition in your life and you need people to go to feed back to you. Yeah, this was, you brought, this was a valuable thing that you said here and I'm And thank you, you know, thank you for that. So you can say yes. And you can start to have the validation that you need so that you can feel solid in it. But without, a little bit of that external validation to begin with—it's very, very hard to feel confident in that in such a way that you can just drop it. For example, if I uh, someone was to tell me, "Hey, Brett, um, you know, you're one of the worst speakers I ever heard. I just, I just don't even know. You know, you really should find another career," I would go. Okay, well, that's interesting that I impacted him in that way. Uh, I have a lot of data points about that, and I know I'm not like you know a master class, world class speaker, but I know I'm not bad. And in most cases, I could stand up in a moment and give a talk extempor- extemporaneously that would at least be somewhat interesting to most people in the room. I feel have a very high degree of confidence that I can pull that off, and I only know that because. I've got a lot of information in my history to back that up and a lot of feedback. I've done a ton of public speaking spoke before really difficult and technical audiences. And I get reasonably good feedback from that. So I have a lot of objective information that I can rely on. So when I get something that's an outlier, I get feedback. That's an outlier. I could just go, Oh, well, there's a data point and I don't know what I did. If I did something different, I can get really curious about it, but it doesn't bring into question Am I any good at this? It it just doesn't happen at this stage in my life. Now, it might a little later, but right now it doesn't happen. So now let's back up again and restate. That's not the case for a lot of people. I've got a whole history of, of information about that. But at one point or another, I had to have somebody go, hey, Brett, you ought to check this out because, you know, you might have a talent here. And I would say the same to all of you, that we need people to reflect back to us the things that we're good at so that you know the value of them. So in this particular storyline we were going on, a person fighting for validation, that person needs that validation. So when you hear them saying that, then what can you do? What do you do? Well, you don't have to step in and go, well, I'll validate you. Well, that might be you know, kind of the, the obvious calling. but You can at least hear them and acknowledge that that's a legitimate struggle and that they deserve to be recognized for their contribution, you say, well, I have no doubt that you're bringing a lot of value to the table, and certainly you deserve to be recognized for that. And you you say that to someone, you're not like going out on a limb saying, "Oh, they're the best thing that ever happened." You're just saying what any human being deserves to hear, which is, "Hey, you were born, and you deserve to occupy the space that you're in, and that you bring a value to the planet because of the goodness that's in you." And I believe in our inherent goodness, and if you if and you can speak to that with some authority in terms of uh, uh not that you are the authority but you can speak authoritatively to the goodness in people because most people are have that are in touch with that basic goodness in their heart um or they you know they at least want to do good in the world and take care of the people that they like and and you can speak to that just like you can say hey the sun shines and you don't have to be an astronomer to know that So in this way, you can begin to listen to people in a deeper way, to the struggles that they have, to the person that they are. So the story that they're telling is not the details of that particular story are important, but they may not be the most important thing. And then you can speak to the core issue, or the issue that the person is wrestling with, as if it were a metaphor in a way for their for a whole per, for a person's life, and a big part of the time it actually is. We all we all are working with the same sort of struggles. We all want to be happier and more content, solid, peaceful, feel validated, feel solid and strong, and wake up in a in a vibrant life where we can express ourselves and be met. Um, I mean, who doesn't want that, right? And so if you encourage that in other people, the things that lead to those qualities in other people, kind of like a little cheerleader in a way, but not in an unauthentic way, then you can become someone who inspires the best in others simply by listening deeply and responding authentically to the way that people speak through their struggles and recognizing our common humanity in all of this. So that's a wrap for today's podcast on listening beyond the story. And I want to encourage you to go and sign up for our newsletter because I put it out about three or four times a month. There's always something useful and interesting in it. Totally free. Languageofmindfulness.com. Sign up for the newsletter and please pretty pleased with sugar on top it's super helpful if you enjoyed this podcast to follow the podcast and leave a review on itunes got a question please send it along to brett P-R-A-T-T, at language thank you so much talk to you later